Welcome back to another episode of Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Megan Coleman from MASH Minute. I'm Kearney Steele from MASH Minute et al. (laughs) (laughs) You've done many more of these than I have. Well, one of us had Which to go is first good. and then rope the other one into it. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yes. So you will find me talking about the movie Return to Oz, the movie The Neverending Story, the movie MASH. You will not, but you will find me talking about the movie Joe vs. Volcano. But today I am returning to my 80s movie roots to talk about Minute 47 of Into the Night. Which starts with Michelle and Jeff, <laughs> I've just decided, finalizing their plans in front of Tiffany's. They don't have And names. it ends with, wait for it, an old geezer dancing with a hot young thang in a nightclub bar. Okay, wait, I just had a thought. Okay, so their names are really Diane, and I just yes. keep thinking, like, I'm so glad they didn't call her Barbie, even though she strikes me as kind of a Barbie. No. And, and Megan, Diana. Oh, sorry. Diana. Some of us were very upset in 1997. Oh, yes. Speaking of Princess Diana, I saw the movie (laughs) Excess Baggage the day before and the day after she died. Oh, okay. It's a surprisingly good movie. I haven't watched it in forever. It's Alicia Silverstone. No, I'm thinking of a different movie. Benicio Del Toro, Christopher Walken. Um, Gosh, that's a cast, um, too. They use, is it The Wallflowers? The Wallflower song, One Headlight? Yes. They use that prominently in the, I think. Goodness gracious. It's a, it's a movie. It's a 90s trip. (laughs) It's a movie. It's 1997. I was emotionally distraught. I don't know. (laughs) That has nothing to do with this minute. No, that's okay. We're trying to get our tangents out of the way. Right, so we can focus. See? You're welcome. So we can focus on Jeff Goldblum and, and Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, who I adore. Although I will say at the beginning of this minute, that little business with her bag, not her best. No, it's almost like she hasn't really used a, a bag in a while. Something. because well, And nobody awkward. finds anything that quickly in their bag when they're awkwardly <laughs> handling it, right? <laughs> Like, I highly doubt she's the person who kind of has an organizer in there. No. I know. No, 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 no. I I wrote down, like, I don't believe her. I believe she was, you know, it's such a weird thing to critique an actor for. I think this person was told to act this way. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. And it's hard to act. Oh, I just remembered something. What? No, I'm saying she was acting like she just remembered something. Oh, (laughs) sorry. That was a moment. I love it. But I believe him. Like, he seems kind of caught off guard by that little no, he smile does. and his he, little I smile know, back. I know. And... He has that little dimple thing going on. Ah, it's awesome. Oh, Jeff. And I believe that he is tired <laughs> in a way that I, I continue throughout the movie to just be like, he's playing this really well. Maybe it's just because. They've been I... on set for how many hours now and he's just ready to go <laughs> Maybe, maybe I just picture Jeff Goldblum as being like a more tired person. 
general. You know what it is? Because I'm thinking of his character in Independence Day. I oh. feel like this character and what's his name from Independence Day could almost be a continuation. Don't, I can't really remember that movie. It, I've seen it, but it was like so long ago. Like the interactions with his dad. And like he can be funny and snarky, but he's also pretty awkward and yeah, maybe, maybe back. I don't know. But I love this little, we uh, get an exchange. She gives him a business card and he gives her the ticket for the car. Yeah. I also like how he has this, like, after he gives her the ticket, he puts his hands up, to get, you know, up to his eyes. And he's kind of just mm-hmm. like, oh, God, like, what, what did I get myself into? <laughs> I've been that tired. I've been that tired today. She, he gives her the ticket for the car. That makes sense. She's going to pick him up later. She gives him a business card for Jack Caper, the one with the wife eliciting the smile i thought i was gonna feel real fancy because we're gonna talk about tiffany's but i don't feel real fancy because you have to show your card at the door well to get in here well okay so this strikes me as well because there's that because we come into the room that's like the bar dance area right and then we go into the oh my god can i just say i felt like when i saw you know they're doing the whole pan shot like here's where we are and i felt like all we needed was Dallas. Just like the people of Dallas came to life. Do, 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 do. I need I need some Joan do, Collins, do, do, do. <laughs> right? Do, 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 do. You're thinking of Dynasty. Never do, mind. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't watch that. So <laughs> I just know it from clips. People, I never watched the show either. I know there's a whole thing about Jr. and who killed him, and then spoiler alert: oh, apparently God. he wasn't really dead. Oh, I'm sorry. That reboot was so good. Anyway, I freaking love Dallas. Um, Anyway. But but I'm assuming you need the card to either get into there or to the High Rollers casino part. That's... The VIP Because he's using the card to get in there. Right. And he clearly is not dressed like anyone else there. Right? He looks like he does not belong. No, but... Going back to this, if you are Jack Caper, it doesn't matter how you dress. But my thing is, if you belong to a private club that is this fancy schmancy... Shouldn't they, this is a weird thing to say, shouldn't they just know, like... That's how you dress? Can you just give someone a business card and, like, did that pass as identification? I mean, I realize I'm sitting here next to a smartphone with multiple apps, all of which have my photo, which I've plastered over the internet doing these shows. So I get that, you know, Jack Caper doesn't have Instagram, (laughs) <laughs> but oh man can you imagine instagram seems, in the 80s that's hilarious <laughs> it just seems kind of weird to me that he can walk up hand a card and it's just like okay again like this guy's name's on my list so this must be fine this must be fine the car never needed gas it's a miracle <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the one with the wife and I love how she immediately pivots, like, the one I can't see. The one I can't see. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Pivot. So before we go into this bar, because I feel like we're going to have a lot to say when we get into the night's cantina scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. First, let's talk about Tiffany and Co. Oh, Tiffany and Co. All right. So I started to take notes. I wrote down 1837, and then I was like, yeah, I think I know what Tiffany's is. <laughs> So for those who don't know, Tiffany's was actually founded in Connecticut, but the store on Fifth Avenue is the flagship store. It is the one that Audrey Hepburn has breakfast outside of 
in Breakfast at Tiffany's. It actually is a wonderful place. They are very nice there. They are not snobby and ignory. And also, if you go to the city a lot, but your grandmother only believes that there are five restrooms on the entire island of Manhattan that are suitable for you to use as a child, come to love Tiffany's because it's the first one after getting off the train in Grand Central Station that you come upon. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, spent a lot of time in Tiffany's. It was always fun, too, because the first floor is all the fancy jewelry. But I got to say, take the elevator up and look at, like, the China room. That's really cool, too. I've never been to the one in New York. I've only been to the one in Boston. And they're oh. also very nice there. Oh. Are you sad for me now somehow? That sounds like. I'm sad for you and mad at me. Because, dude, I think you just need to come with me to New York when I go there for my Joe versus the Volcano podcast from there. Because, dude, we need to do New York together. We should do New York together. Because usually when I've gone, my mother in law, who's from Long Island, somehow is sorry, Deb, if you're listening, but she seems to be afraid of the city, even though I think she went all the time, Mm. like when she was younger. And so she, okay, so I shouldn't complain too much about this, but she'll go to my husband and I, hey, if I pay for your tickets on the bus, will you come with me for the day? And of course we go, sure. So we usually just end up like going to the Met and then maybe getting some food and then get back on the bus. So we don't really go shopping when we're Mm -hmm. in New York. We go to museums because we're museum junkies. Or we go to like the park. We walk around, you know, Central Park. But yeah. And the Met is amazing. The Met is amazing. And someday I will go to a different museum in New York. Yeah, we gotta take you to the National History Museum. Anyway, oh, anyway. Anyway. That is planning that we can do off the air. At not the when air. poor people are listening, <laughs> trying to learn about things in the podcast. So yeah, this is on Rodeo Drive. It is right there. So, so here's another yeah, question. It's perfect. There's like no security, apparently. I was wondering this because I don't Tiffany's think Tiffany's is takes... open at this hour. No, it's not. And usually they take things out of the window. Correct. And that's a real pretty necklace. That's a real pretty necklace. But here's a question. Did they not in the 80s? I highly doubt it. I still feel like there would have been... Like that's a basic security measure I feel like that you a could basic take at any jewelry, point in your history? <laughs> yes, I feel that's a basic jewelry store like 101. When you close up for the night, you take the good stuff out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> and you put it away. <laughs> Oh my god. There's a steel there was a steel jewelry store in Elkhart, Indiana, and I realize I should have so much more to say on this, but I don't I don't really remember that much of the stories. Yeah, I feel like I should have more insight into how this works, but I don't and I wonder I wonder if they went to that store and said, Hey, can we leave it while we're shooting? Because it would look weird if the window was empty. Like, then yeah. I feel like everyone who doesn't walk past a closed Tiffany's and realize, like, oh, they take the stuff out of the window at night would be like, oh, my God, has that place been robbed? Hmm. Maybe. Are we ready for the cantina scene? Sure. So instead of the Star Wars cantina, we are not in Mos Eisley. But we are in a bar. And so I'm just going to go along the line. Uh, we see a man being served a Bloody Mary. <laughs> I happen to not like Bloody Marys. Me either. And I definitely don't think of them as a middle-of-the-night drink. No, it's like a brunch thing. It is a brunch thing, but... 
Or get over my hangover so I'm going to have more booze to make myself feel a little bit better thing. But I wonder if it is a fancy boy thing. Like, this is one of the few drinks he knows he likes. I wonder. This gentleman I, is clearly fancy, and he's ordering for himself because we see him drink. Do really, really rich people drink Bloody Marys whenever the heck they feel like you it? You know what? They probably do whatever the heck they, they just want like when Bloody they just Marys. Want to. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. You're I'm gonna pay to for see... it. They're not gonna stop you, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at second forty nine for those playing along at home. I'm trying to make out what the silver-haired woman in red sequins to Bloody Mary's, well, to Bloody Mary's right on the left of the screen is drinking. Is that a highball glass? Uh, Let me see. See, she's kind of in the shadow because she's so far away, so it's hard to make out. Okay, let's see here. While you're looking, I will say on Bloody Mary's left, I, that looks like a glass of wine. Yes. Then we have another mystery drink. Right, because she's kind of, yeah. The guy has a darker liquid. I thought I saw a martini glass passing, but I wonder if it was just the the wine glass moving behind that. Oh, maybe. Because that looks too rounded for... Also, can I just say how much I appreciate that it's just regular wine glasses? I'm sorry if you, our team, have five billion different types of wine glasses, but just pick a medium size, okay? No, this little itsy-bitsy ones for the white wine. Some of us like white wine and want more of it than, like, two ounces at a time. And none of this, you don't need a snifter for a Pinot Noir, okay? Just pick a normal in-between size wine glass. So that's a win for me. Thank you for attending the Tierney Steel School of Bartending. <laughs> it's actually the opposite of most schools of bartending. <laughs> Where you learn which ones go in which glasses. Oh and my I God. know I know there's a whole argument on why the different sizes and blah blah blah. But yeah, I, I can't tell what red sweet red sequence has. Um, no, I I'm not having much luck. No. Cause the the glass is too bad big. It it looks like the consistency and color of a Manhattan or an old fashioned. <sighs> but that's way too big a glass. Look at the way she's holding well, it. Well, I that don't looks know, like a highball but, glass. Well, yes, but wasn't everything bigger in the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes straight to my shoulder pads. It goes straight to my shoulder pads and my hair. And maybe my fake boobs. <laughs> I don't think it's a dark and stormy, but I want it to be because. At the, the other contrast. end of the bar, also sequined, I think she is drinking my drink. That could totally be a gin and tonic. Covenant. Oh, it totally could be, yeah. I think it is. So I love it. And this woman is also, shout out to 1985, smoking. And the bartender has so conveniently brought her and the gentleman next to her, also smoking at the bar, ashtrays of their own which kind of city what kind of cheap for the environment right i would have expected like a nice glass one not like some weird plastic looking no i don't think they're plastic they're probably white ceramic no maybe i assume because i assume you wouldn't have a plastic ashtray a white it'd burn (laughs) but they, they, they do make like a plastic it's like a hard plastic i guess so I've only seen ceramic and glass. 
Also, I don't know what the statute of limitations is on stealing ashtrays from the Playboy Club, but um, I totally have a stolen ashtray from the one in New York City. What? I'm kind of jealous. Not oh, gonna yeah. lie. So we've got the cool feature, and then we have a window before it pans to the dance floor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're passing the bar, which now I really want to sit at, but away from the smokers. And then there's the cool glass thing. In between, there's the window. It totally looks like it's two windows. Who's that chick back there? She does not look like she's part of this scene at all. Oh, um... With the big hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just sort of there. (laughs) Yeah, there's someone... In front, who's, I mean, whose hair is not small, with the earrings, but she's dancing. She's part of the thing. I guess she's dancing behind the divider. Is she, like, the DJ or something? She is. She's dancing behind the divider. <laughs> okay, you can see her shoulders figured, going. Okay, now that we figured that out. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was really going to bother me, people. But I, I, I see the shoulder shimmy. I'm moving on. <laughs> So we move in to, we get to watch Jeff Goldblum watch people dancing. Which is such a great shot, by the way. I love that look on his face, like, yeah, I'm here, but what am I looking at? (laughs) So what is he looking at, Megan? Well, isn't he looking at an old guy dancing with an attractive woman who I'm assuming is, well, actually I shouldn't say I'm assuming he is. Is it the guy whose card he has, or is it the guy that... She called earlier. It's not the guy who... No, this is a different random old guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting my old guys fixed up. (laughs) It's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem. Just like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? Is this a cameo or is this not a cameo? What's going on That's what was driving me nuts. I feel like I should know these people, but I do not. I must admit that. But the way he's prominently boogieing along and pursing his lips, this has to be someone. John at least knows who he is, right? Maybe that's all that really matters. You know what? Let's throw it out. Little uh, interaction with the fans here, with the <laughs> listeners. What am I missing? What have I missed? <laughs> Who is this man dancing with the gold sequenced woman? Oh, God. We're going to get there. I have to wait. I have to finish my critiques so that I can move to my love. Okay. This whole palm tree <laughs> thing happening here. This is some weak decor going on in this nightclub. Maybe this passed for cool in the 80s, though. Again, we were too young to be clubbing. We don't know. But to be fair, clubs aren't really known for their decor. That, I, all right, all right, I'll give that. <laughs> There's a few people boogieing down. And yeah, we get another the person Jeff. that Jeff Bulbum, you know what it is? I read this as he is thinking of Diana and the one with the wife. Am I supposed to be thinking that? Because that's Jack clearly Keeper. what I was thinking of. Okay, okay, good. Because that's... I didn't think that he knew this person. Or no, I don't think, I don't think he person. does, but he might be able I, to put I two together. I think he's together. making that connection and saying like, Oh, God, they're old guys with hot girls everywhere. <laughs> There's a lot of girls in this movie. <laughs> there are. Hanging they're off really, of men. Or dancing really with men. Or doing things with men. Or it's implied they're doing things with men. You know. just It just made me real sad about L.A. for a little bit. Yeah. This minute, or actually a later I, minute. and There's uh, an earlier minute, parts. too, that made me kind of go, ugh, L.A. Yeah, there's there several minutes earlier and, and coming up later that just make me real sad about what 
LA kind of has come to represent. Yeah, I went to LA once and I just really wasn't impressed, I have to say. Oh, okay. I didn't really, I didn't really like LA. If I never go back, I'll be perfectly content. I'm sure there's lots of lovely people there. There were some good restaurants, but it's not some place I really care to visit. It's just kind of there. So we'll do the New York part, but you won't come with me to LA. Oh no, actually, actually, I should go to LA because I do want to go to the Guggenheim. So okay, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Cool. I take that back. I take that all back. Well, some of it. You can do that. Not all. I want to go hiking. I want good food. I want sunshine. I, I, Tatima's parents did take me to a good dim sum place that was fabulous. Oh. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I've only been there to do the touristy thing. Yeah, I went for a conference and then we did touristy things. And then I've been in LAX and like, (laughs) that does not count. (gasps) LAX is its own level of airport hell. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is... Yeah, it's just, there's such a stereotype, I think, because of the history of Hollywood. It's like the Young, old... beautiful girls come out here, and they want to make a guys skis on them. Yeah. And some of them or... have agency within that, and some right. of them don't. Some of them don't. And some of them, it's... yeah. Yeah. They it's really have... frustrating, because you run into the same thing where it's like, you want to say, like, I... Oh, shoot, I don't know if Jim is doing spoilers for this, but, like, he can decide. You see later on in this movie that Diana had a real relationship. Yeah. With this person. He was, he was a sugar daddy, but also her boyfriend. Right. Like, there, there is a real connection there. It's not just, oh, he thought she was hot and she was like, well, I guess I can take advantage of this. But you can't divorce that part of it. Right. Because maybe it started it, off that way. We don't know. Maybe it never did. Yeah. And it's, it's we're, we're going to get to talk later this week about someone who's just like, yeah, I did that. What else? <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. Hey. <laughs> but like, it, there is that weird thing where like, you are supposed to look at the, this couple dancing and be skeezed out. Yes. And if you don't, then I don't know if we're watching the same movie. It's just weird. I feel bad. The title of this minute is, of this episode is in front of Tiffany's. And I'm just like, okay, we're done there. We have a lot of feelings about this. We have so many feelings about women in the 80s and agency and consent. And, uh. Yeah, it's just very weird. And, like, she's enjoying the dancing. Which is great. They're all having fun dancing. I like to dance. You know, and, and. She, you know, she's having fun with that. And all I can keep thinking is, are they here together? Did they just Did sort of bring her up here? on the dance floor? Is what? this one of those, like, he started dancing with her and she's like, oh, God. All right. So how long do I have to dance with you and smile until I can, like, make my way out of this situation? Yes. Oh, my bachelor party. Bachelor party. Oh, you know. So anyway, <sighs> um, I do want to pivot back to happiness because I cannot let us end yeah, the minute not, on not, that note. Not, I'm not to be down so let's discuss how absolutely freaking jealous I am of her dress. Which, in the movie Bend It Like Beckham, Keira Knightley Ooh. wore a top when they go clubbing in Germany. 
that like I've only been with men, but I had feelings because <laughs> I wanted to be her, and I never will. Like I'll never be able to wear that. T- like the well, ones that just tie in the back like that. Yeah, no. It's it's literally dangerous it's for dangerous. me to wear a top like that and now then then dance. Especially but, after baby. Oh no. Oh, oh god, no. I want to. It's so pretty. <laughs> and oh. I've never been able to pull it off, which I think makes me want it more. <laughs> True that. I think knowing I'll never be able to wear the slinky backless gold sequin dress shirt is more like so that's all I want. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... I don't want the pink peplum over to the left. I definitely do not want this long sleeve wrap nonsense going on. But, like, there's that blue dress off to the right with the spaghetti straps. I could wear that. It's very pretty. I don't want it. I want the slinky gold one. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe with the right bra, but... I don't know. So, I'm now sad for a different reason. (laughs) Also, also, I think, like, so I'm someone who buys fancy dresses like that at, like, thrift stores, and then I never get to wear them, but they just sit in my closet and make me happy and sad at the same time. See, that's my thing. I couldn't do that. I'd just be staring at them, hoping. Actually, I, I, when I, um, I read the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I realized one of the things that she gets made fun of the most for is for telling your possessions thank you when you get rid of them because oh, they they performed something in I your life. I don't remember that bit, but there so, was a certain so part where, admittedly, I sort of if you're getting rid out. if you're getting rid of a pair of jeans that you absolutely loved, but they are shredded and disgusting, and you never wear them, and you know you cannot wear these out of the house. You should get rid of them. You're not wearing them. They're not useful to you. But you should say thank you to them because you loved them and you had so much fun in them. And then people were like, well, but what if I've never worn, like, what if I bought it and, like, the tag is still on it? She said, you should donate that and you should say thank you because that top made you realize, oh, or maybe you put it on and you're like, oh, I cannot pull off a boat neck. You know, like, you realize something about you. There's a reason you never wore that. And, like, that top taught you that and so you should say thank you for teaching me that like that was something useful in my life to know and if you're getting rid of something because you never wear it because you never have the occasion you should donate it and I realized I've been doing this all the time where it's like if I bought something really fun to go out in and then I never wore it I would donate it and be like you are gonna find someone who appreciates you I had a really bad habit of buying super cute heels that I wasn't gonna wear that was stupid they were, I'd wear them once, and after an hour, I was like, no. And if I, when I would donate them, I would be, or get rid of them, I'd be like, you know what? You're going to find someone who appreciates you and takes you out places. And then that You're going to be so me. much happier with that person than with me. Like, you're not making anyone happy sitting in my closet, making me wish I had places to wear heels, and then when I finally do, hating you. Like, you're going to go, you're going to find someone who's still in college who's going to have fun. Like, you go have fun, you stilettos. Live your life. <laughs> Whereas I'm totally opposite, apparently, <laughs> because I once, I, I clearly, I, I like to dress up. I like to look nice. Dresses and skirts with pockets are the bomb. And in our life, 
and I once wore pants to my job, and a patron said to me, what, no dress today? And clearly I knew I had a look. And when I showed up, my library had a fundraiser recently, and when I showed up, one of my coworkers was basically like, wow, you clean up, like, you clean up. And I was like, yes, well, I have a look. <laughs> you have a uh, certain level oh, yeah, I of wear- presentation to maintain. I do. I wear high heels to work, and people are like, Oh my gosh, why? And I'm like, because I like them. And if I don't, you all ask me if I'm okay. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you? Are you okay? Yes. What's wrong? See, my trick was to set that bar very low. <laughs> I remember once when I was working at Borders, I blew dry my hair my hair right before coming to work. And I was like, oh my gosh, did you get a haircut? And I'm like, no, I literally just did the bare minimum of maintenance. <laughs> Uh, it's great. I don't wear makeup most days. So the days when I do wear makeup, people are like, oh my God, you look so nice. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so if we just had harassment training at my job, so we're all like, oh, are we not supposed to say you look nice? I'm sorry. Um, so is that harassing you? It's a really bad, it's probably the opposite of what the HR people wanted. <laughs> I can pivot that into it out. Speaking of sexual harassment. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, actually... I'm once again going to probably ruin it by saying, that's in two minutes. (laughs) This is true. And and I don't think it's harassment. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll discuss it. I think she's in on it, but whatevs. We're uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Getting ahead of ourselves. We have some more 80s fashion to discuss tomorrow. thank God. Megan, are you excited? Because I'm excited. I'm excited. Excellent. We hope you guys are excited too. If you are so excited you cannot contain yourself. And I know you can't. <laughs> uh, look for more of the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. Please give us feedback. Tell us what we're missing. Um, as long as you're nice about it, we're not going to be offended. Like, we want to know if we are like, went past someone and you're like, did you guys not realize that's that person? We didn't realize. Tell us. That'd be awesome. You can do that at the King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. And uh, you can also contact the podcast on Twitter at Night Minute. And then join us here next time on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category.